Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is AppSats Radio, help for partners after sexual betrayal. We talk about it here. Betrayal trauma. We are AppSats certified clinical partner specialists and coaches who have been trained to help navigate you through this crisis. There is nothing we won't talk about. Sometimes listeners want to know about triggers. I'm dealing with the aftermath of my husband's affairs, and he still works the same job that he did when he was acting out. It's a job that allows him to hide his goings-on and one that he stated was the previous trigger for his acting out. The whole 16 and a half years we've been together, he's acted out. In the beginning, what I thought it was was just pornography. Um, it ended up being, I found out two and a half years ago, he had been with multiple prostitutes. I only found out a very small portion of that until about a month ago. How do you cope with all of that when you still have to deal with unavoidable triggers? Well, of course you would feel traumatized by hearing all that information and I gotta tell you Stephanie that's a staggered disclosure that's finding out little bits and pieces about your husband's behavior throughout a time period making you feel insecure unsure and unsafe so what we gotta do is set up a situation whereby you get with a specialist to do a formal disclosure so you can hear everything at one time in a safe environment That is exactly right, and welcome to Betrayal Recovery Radio. I'm Carol Jurgensen Sheep, a.k.a. Carol the Coach, and, you know, every partner brings to the table some of the same issues that they all struggle with and some very different issues. I was just talking to um, a partner in my last hour, and she cannot get her husband to connect with her. She says, you know, we go outside and and watch the dogs and we don't talk. And we're not having sex. And I don't know what to do. The truth of the matter is she contacted me because she had read his book, Help Her Heal. And she thought I'd be just the perfect person to jumpstart their marriage. And after several sessions, meeting with them together and individually, what I was talking to her about was something that she didn't want to hear. I said to her, you know, the truth of the matter is he doesn't have any relationship skills and he doesn't want those relationship skills. This man is an excellent provider. He takes care of her material needs. He buys her nice gifts. And, you know, we all know the five love languages, right? The gifts are are part of that. He allows her an opportunity to have her animals and they go on trips and 
they just live from the outside looking in a phenomenal life. But what she really wants is to for him to hold her hand. And that just seems impossible for him. And so I was telling her, you know what? I don't want you to keep wasting your money with me. If you want to work with me just to get support, that's fantastic. But I got to tell you, after several sessions, I don't see him changing. And she got understandably angry and said, he doesn't want to help me heal. He, he doesn't care about me. And I said, Kathy, that's not a real name. Kathy, you know, what the deal is, is that he loves you. But he doesn't need a relationship, and he's never developed the skills. And even though you and I know it's easy, it would be like asking him to perform um, a root canal. He doesn't have it. He doesn't know it. And therefore, he doesn't need or want it. And she says, I know, but he should want to do that for me. And I said, no, I think he thinks that all these other things are the incredible um, gifts, if you will, that he can give you. And he wants you to appreciate what he has to offer, not what he doesn't. Now, I bet that's speaking to a few of you out there that wonder why your husband isn't more sexual. Or wonders why that's the only way your husband wants to connect, uh, connect is through sexuality. I bet you there's a few of you that wonder, what can we do to get our husbands to talk to us more, to inquire more, to love more emotionally, communicatively, and uh, fully? Now, this is what I tell couples that are having difficulty but they haven't experienced horrendous partner betrayal. I say, guys, you know what? I believe that you that people can change, but only a certain amount. And so I probably need to help you accept what is as much as I need to help you both work on skills to get you where you need to be. Now, where partner betrayal comes into play is that you have a subset of the population, addicts that have been discovered that now want to do anything to make things right with their wives. And that's always a good motivator, you know, in terms of if they really have that in them. I work with a a lot of sex addicts that they do, they're willing to do whatever. They're willing to learn new skills. They're willing to let partners rage. They're willing to take the heat. They're willing to be criticized because they know they cause the pain. But those guys are have a willingness. And you know my book. In my book, I talk about um, are you, it's in the first chapter, are you willing? to do what it takes to make her heal because it's going to take some real energy. And to us women, we think energy, oh, my gosh, you know, this stuff is a piece of cake. All I'm asking for is A, B, and C. This, I'm not asking for um, the moon. 
But the truth of the matter is, if he doesn't have it to give, you've got to focus on what he does have if he's in good recovery. She, um, she doesn't really know if he's in good recovery. She assumes he is. She hasn't caught him doing anything. Um, but she doesn't know. But if a man's in good recovery and he's willing to come in and learn some skills, I still say only expect them to change a max of 30%. Because they probably have 30, 40, or 50 years at least of um, lack of skills. And we just aren't able to change human behavior beyond a certain amount when it comes to the relational stuff. When it comes to recovered stuff, we can. And that's why so many of my sex addicts come in and they are so happy. They're so happy because they found the path to recovery. They like themselves better. They're breathing easier. They feel better about their relationship. They're super happy while their their partners are in pain. Now, in talking with you all about somebody who's been in recovery a while, maybe we at AppSats believe that, you know, after they've been in recovery for about a year and they um, have done the disclosure and they've, you know, done the things they need to do um, for their for their own safety, recovery safety, then, then you can do couples therapy, but not before because they've got to stay focused on one thing. And I will just tell you one more thing. I will tell you that I have learned something as a result of my book. And it's kind of the same thing that I believe the partner I was talking about earlier needs to learn too. Um, I have probably 15 to 20% of the men that I work with that learn the book and learn the skills in the book. And they literally start the book after disclosure. But of the 100% of the men that I work with that do the book, 15 to 20% can't do the book while they're still learning the skills of good recovery. They don't have it in them. And I was shocked because to me it seems like what I'm, I'm teaching and what they're learning in recovery um, is simplistic. But it doesn't feel simplistic to them. So I, I've recognized that if a guy just is not reading the book, but he's doing good recovery, I might have to ask her to wait a little bit for them to work on those relationship skills. And that we need to focus on the fact that he's doing such a nice job in recovery. I'm telling you, you partners have have a lot to deal with. No matter what stage of the of the game you're in, no matter how many hours, days, weeks, or years of recovery he's been in. This is a lot of stuff for you, and that's one of the reasons that I personally work with you. You know, oftentimes um, a lot of clinicians and coaches 
that are partner sensitive have been through this themselves. And somehow, some way, they got help and then they decided to give back and they became counselors or coaches. But I'm not a partner. And I just really admire the resiliency, the strength, the patience, the fortitude, the persistence. I can go on and on. I I promise you I can. The determination um, that you all have because this has been life-shattering and you're not only dealing with the new type of relationship you have, but you're dealing with the grief from what you thought you had and what you did have. And that's tough. All right. So today we're going to talk about um, the partner betrayal that can occur. Not really partner betrayal, um, but partner betrayal can rock your faith. You can wonder, why is this happening to me? Why did God let this happen? Why does the world hate me so much that this could happen? Why didn't a miracle occur? And that's one kind of spiritual betrayal you can feel. It, you know, I, I teach this part of the course in Absats, and it's about, you know, wondering what life is really all about now that your core belief in a relationship has been altered. But then the second part of that is if you go in to talk to your church and the, the minister makes the mistake of saying, well, how much sex are you having? Or, uh, well, how do you think you contributed to his sex addiction? Or, you get the jest, right? If that pastor, that clergy, that priest, that um, rabbi, or the, the counseling staff within the church tries to pin, tag, this addiction on you, that's a whole other kind of betrayal too. And so we're going to be talking about the many different types of emotional betrayal that occur that are either spiritual in nature or that have been caused by probably some well-meaning people in the church that didn't know what they were saying. And um, there is a conference that's going to be occurring, and it has a lot of APSATS folks that are going to be speaking and attending. Um, And so I wanted to have them on so they could talk about, you know, how do you, as a partner, make sense of everything that's happened in your marriage and reconstruct your faith. And so these two women are, what I say, experts in the field, um, knowing how this can rock a partner's world. And I've got Julie, 
who um, is, is an APSAT person, and she is amazing. She gives to our community in so many wonderful ways. And her friend, Judy, um, who also is somebody who wants to help partners heal. So I want to welcome you both. And since I both have you on the phone, I'm going to talk to you a little bit individually. And if you want to um, pass on a question and give it to the other person, I'll be happy to do that too. I want, if, if you can, Julie, I want you to talk a little bit about the Betrayal Trauma Conference that's being held, where is it being held, how is it being held, and and describe it a little bit. Hi, Carol. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Um, we're honored to be guests at your show, and I've listened to it many times. Just so grateful for the work that you've contributed to this field. Um, I love oh, your thanks. book, by the way, Help Her Heal. <laughs> so, Thank you. Um, the, you're welcome. So the conference is um, going to be held in Manchester, New Hampshire, and we've rented a venue at the Doubletree Hilton in the Armory Room, and it's going to hold 600 women. So um, we have set aside six, six speakers. We have Barbara Steffens, Lori Hall, Kristen Carey, Lachelle Burkett, Karen Rellos, and um, we're just so excited to have them speak to the subject of faith and how it can kind of fall apart and deconstruct. Um, our keynote speaker is going to be Catherine Etherington, and we're just excited because this is a collaboration of a lot of different organizations and leaders coming together to give women the resources that they need. And for the sake of this show, we're saying women, but I understand that Men also go through this, um, you know, betrayal trauma. But for our conference, it is going to be women only. And we've just picked some interesting topics that I feel get avoided in a lot of circles of faith. And so I just want to bring those to the forefront and discuss them and remove the shame that can linger behind when, you know, you go to an event and you're hoping for encouragement and you're hoping for resources and support and understanding. And sometimes, you know, you leave and feel as though the biggest thing that's hurting isn't addressed. So that's I, kind I of can where, we're, where we want to go. Well, and, and you two are working collaboratively together. And I'm going to ask Judy. Judy, how did you meet the two of you? How did you and Julie meet? Well, hi, Carol. I'm so honored to be on your show as well. And Thanks. Julie and I actually met at a support group for women who had been betrayed on some level. And, um, you know, I think both of us went in like deer in the headlights. I, I can't believe I'm doing this. Um, I think we both felt really reticent and scared. And, you know, you you really don't want to have to admit what's going on. In, in your home, but I feel like, you know, as soon as we started to assimilate into the group, wow, we just realized the power of a leader that was able to offer us incredibly empowering resources and validate us for everything we were feeling and then also realize the power of peers 
that we're able to say, you know, I understand and I'm going to come alongside you as you come alongside me and together we're going to be okay. And so Julie and I just became very fast friends. We're like 14 years apart, so technically I probably could almost be her mother, but we, you know, age doesn't really matter as, as you get to be our ages, I guess. And we just have such a connection. And both of us have um, some of the same abilities. And then we each, whether it's just sheer gifting or experience, have some very different abilities as well. And I think together we're kind of a little dynamic duo. And we are so excited to bring more resources to New Hampshire specifically and even New England that are not easily found um, in our area for people that have been betrayed, women that have been betrayed and men, but our focus right now is women with a conference and then not only betrayed, but oftentimes abused along with that. So just wanting to educate, empower, and encourage as many women as we can. Well, that is wonderful. And let me ask uh, Julie, what made you want to start working with other women. I mean, I would imagine this happened to you and you had to feel as if you needed a lot of time to recover and you were reeling from partner betrayal and then somehow you two brainstormed this or something. So I want to know what made you decide to work together on this? So, Carol, um, I actually grew up in a home where my mom started a pregnancy care center for um, women who are seeking alternatives to, um, to termination. And so her heart for women and service kind of, it just, I grew up in that atmosphere. I remember driving through the city and her praying for a building. And um, so that heart for women, I've, I think I've always had that. And I watched my mother go through this very thing. And before there were books and support groups, I saw the strength come out of her. Um, Just she loved him, and she was gentle and kind, but she was firm and had boundaries and went through a really tough divorce. And I just saw this woman with incredible strength, but I saw her do it alone. And so when I went through my own story, I realized, this can't keep happening where women go through it alone. Um, Judy and I have talked about how, you know, we support programs that are supporting the addict. We celebrate with the addict who's in recovery. Um, But what's really hard is that in sometimes in circles where there hasn't been enough training, they don't always recognize the desperate situation that women can get in. Um, I think sometimes in Christian circles we see a heart for orphans and widows, but it's easy to miss that a lot of women become widows of infidelity. And um, like my heart, my love for Judy grew instantly. She's just so precious. And I saw how hard it was for her in the process of being cut off financially and having um, just not knowing where she was going to be able to provide for herself and then I realized there's so many more women out there like that and I want to be able to get this message out because it's so valuable um, that there's a way to recover you don't have to wait for your partner to get healthy to start on a road of recovery yourself where you're um, rediscovering your faith building your faith rediscovering your own identity knowing your values and anchoring yourself to those and then finding just support and resources to 
keep growing and getting stronger. Well, that makes total sense. And, you know, one of the things that I believe is that if women can support each other, they not only gain strength, but they gain a resiliency that that builds on itself. And it sounds like you and Judy did that beautifully. Now, I'm going to ask Judy, um, what are what are the goals of this conference? I and mean, what would you like to accomplish with those incredible speakers, all of which are APSAT speakers? Oh, my goodness. Um, you can hear me, right, Carol? I just want to make sure you can hear me. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I have to say I'm, I'm so excited. Julie actually connected into this world sooner than I did. So really, Julie was the one that made the connection, started making the connections with these incredible pioneers in the field, and we kind of laughed together that all of them are coming. It's like a power team. It's like a power team of people that are actually going to be coming. And um, we're so excited for women to be able to come and not only hear about different options than things they may have thought of before um, and to empower them, but also so importantly to feel so encouraged so loved we for sure will make sure we take time during the conference to make them laugh um, because laughter has been um, a cornerstone of our healing even in our peer group you know I mean as much as there have been many tears um, there have been so many times when we all just laughed until we were just sick and that's such a, a positive release of all the tension so they will come to the beautiful armory room at the Doubletree Hilton and be treated like the princesses that they are. But very importantly, they will leave um, armed with all kinds of resources that we're planning to give to them physically um, you know, in a gift bag before they go. And they're going to get to glean all kinds of different information from these different speakers that specialize in different um, aspects of betrayal, trauma, and abuse. And um, we're just excited to, to have them feel like they're not isolated and to also offer them further support after the conference by connecting them with all of these speakers and their ministries and their organizations and also offering whatever support we can here in New Hampshire. Um, possibly, you know, we're talking about potentially starting an online group so that as many women as wanted to could maybe once a week hop on and you know, just be part of a big support group online. So we'll see what comes of this, but we're very, very excited for the women that are coming. Oh, I can imagine. And do you know what any of the women are going to be speaking on? I mean, I know it's all their own personal ministry, but for instance, you know what Kat is going to be speaking on? She comes all the way from the U.K., doesn't she? Yes, and we're we're so excited that Kat's coming, and she's so excited that she's coming. And, you know, as you know, Carol, this area is kind of lacking um, in some of these things. So, Kat, um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually let Julie take over because she was the one that initially contacted Kat. Okay. Okay, so um, I can go down the, the – uh rundown of speakers and their topics, and I just want to add to all of this that we are partnering with different organizations. Um, The organizations that we're partnering right now with are New England Coaching Services, the Samson Society, Daring Ventures, New England Recovery Associates, and the Naked Truth Project, um, which leads me to our keynote, Kat. I just adore her. She is 
all of the speakers are amazing, strong women of faith. And I think that faith deconstructed and reconstructed is such an appropriate topic because when you are going to church and you're being told by your leaders or your mentors or even by your own heart that if you pray more, that you will change that person. If you um, keep a clean house and put a hot meal on the table and do a good job with the kids, that that will help that person's recovery. And as much as that person may have triggers, it's not up to us. We can't cure them. We can't control it. But in the process, you can lose your faith. And so she's going to talk about what it looks like to have your faith reconstructed back up and knowing that God is still with you, he still wants what's best for you, and he is able to help you through that process and give you tools to, to recover from it. Um, and, that, and, you know, that doesn't always mean that our spouse will enter recovery. I think Judy and I have talked about this a lot. One thing we really want to stay away from is formulas because it's so unfair to the spouse who, you know, hears if you do this, then this will happen. If you do that, then that spouse will recover. It just doesn't always go that way, and it can set them up for even more heartbreak and trauma. So um, we want to avoid formulas. So Kat's going to be speaking on faith deconstructed, reconstructed. I know that Barb is going to lead a powerful um, time of prayer and restoration at the end of the conference, and she's going to be talking about um, our affirmation and our identity Lori Hall is going to be talking about internal family systems and how we can lose ourselves in this process and then rebuild who we are, our, our sense of self. Kristen Carey with um, Living Truth is going to be talking about marriage and divorce within ministry. I think that this often happens to pastor's wives. And for them, living in a fishbowl, it can be very hard to know who do I reach out to safely? Who can I trust with this? Because there's that pressure that if they're not living um, above board, if they're not living above reproach, that if they say something, they might lose their jobs, and not just one of them, but both of them. So that can be incredibly difficult for a wife in that situation. So Kristen is going to address that. Um, Lachelle Burkett with Hope Redefined will be talking about uh, breaking soul ties and uh, having a spiritual battle plan moving forward. And then Karen Rellos, um, who is with Restored Hope Coaching, is going to be talking about um, crazy making and all of the manipulation tactics that we sometimes endure and just how to, how to navigate those situations. And I know that for Judy and I, one of our passions together is, is talking about abuse because... It's something that doesn't get discussed a lot in church. And oftentimes if you reach out for help with anger, the answer that you get is that all people struggle with that. And it's important to to arm us with tools so that there are ways of assessing safety, knowing the depth of anger and rage that can be occurring, and, um, and having a safety plan in place. So I know that both of us will be talking about that. And I think for Judy and I, we just represent the bookends of what can happen 
Um, in my situation, my husband entered recovery and leads men's groups. And in her situation, um, it did not end that way. And I can let her talk about her own story. But I think in both, we recognize that there truly is no formula, but support is so key. Oh, 100%. I, I endorse that. And, you know, again, I've had every single one of those speakers on my show and actually have worked with each and every one of them. And you're getting the cream of the crop when it comes to partner-sensitive theorists, counselors, coaches, speakers. I mean, they all have such a heart for, pa- a heart for partners. And, and obviously, they've written a lot of good books that have helped partners. I mean, Lori wrote the very first book ever about how porn addiction could affect a family. And we all know that Marsha Means and Barbara Steffens did Your Sexually Addicted Spouse. So I am so excited for you ladies to be able to have gotten these women. And I'm wondering, you said the conference uh, is primarily for women, that that's what you're addressing, these issues. Um, Are clergy going to be coming? Uh, Are churches going to be coming? I I would love to answer that if I could. This is Judy. Oh, Julie, if you'd like, you can answer that. No, go ahead. Okay. No, I think Julie and I have an enormous heart to um, ask as many clergy people as we know to come because really they're the foundation of so many churches and – who better to have come and, you know, they may be educated in many areas um, where they can help people, but this is a lesser understood area. Betrayal, trauma, and abuse, I think, is far lesser understood. You know, the dynamics of what a woman might be enduring in her home. And we're so excited to have as many leaders of churches uh, to come as possible so that they can then go back and literally be a shelter and a refuge and an encouragement and, have a balanced and, uh, and wise understanding of what these women are actually experiencing. And, you know, I, I can really appreciate that. And you ladies have put together something that just sounds phenomenal. I mean, are you mirroring this after a, a conference that you've seen somewhere, or is this truly your own creation? Um, I think that, you know, when you enter into anything, you bring in what's been poured into you. And Mm -hmm. I, for me, this is a celebration of others. Um, You know, Carol, the gift of hearing your show and all the other people that have contributed, Barbara, of course, um, Lori, Kat, you know, all of these women, just the gift of knowing them. That's truly what we want to share with others and really have women know how truly innately all of us, women and men, know how innately valued they are. And so I see this conference as a celebration of, of um, people and their, their value. And so we really haven't um, – designed this after any other conference. I think it will truly be unique and powerful. Uh, We plan to add trigger bags to every gift bag for women so that there's something for every one of the five senses uh, to comfort them if they feel triggered. And I think we're going to do a lot of laughing and crying and just a a real time of healing. 
Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I love that. And, you know, we talk about three types of triggers. There's the external triggers, and those are the triggers like anniversary dates or um, mm. songs on the radio. And, and then internal triggers are those triggers that just kind of happen, and you don't necessarily have your pulse on why they're happening, but all of a sudden, you know, you can wake up from a from a, a sound sleep and be triggered or driving down the road and all of a sudden you get overcome by triggers. And that third type of trigger are the sensory experiencing triggers, something you smell, something you see, something you taste. Mm-hmm. And I love the fact that you, you've got some trigger gifts in, in their special gift bag. I mean, we have to use those kind of resources to um, ground and resource. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah, gonna, I'm yeah. going to ask each one of you. I'm going to start with Julie. Uh, Julie, you know what would you say is the greatest gift that you have experienced as a result of this horrible, horrible, horrible partner betrayal? Hmm. I am so Get ready. much stronger. I'm so much oh. stronger. Um, my faith, who I am, I feel like it's unstoppable. And um, I I know who I am. I know where I'm going. I know whose I am. And I know what I'm doing. Wow. That's really, really um good inspiration for our listeners that may not feel so strong or may not know that strength can be on the other end. I I always talk about it metaphorically. You know, when a bone breaks, when your bone breaks, the actual scar itself makes the bone stronger where it broke. And so in some ways, um, a partner betrayal is the worst betrayal you can have gone through. And to be able to believe and see in other women that they really are stronger. You wouldn't want this to happen to them. You know, you'd rather them be a little less strong and never have experienced this. But once it has, once it's come into your life, to know that there's some inherent strength that comes out of it, you know, that's amazing. So now, Judy, I'm going to ask you the same question. What What gift has this given you? in a weird kind of way. I, I know, and, and I do believe that that God uses things that were meant for for bad. You know, he turns them to the good, and I'm so happy to be able to turn my pain into a victory and a help for other people. But I want to say that um, for me, you know, it's been said that being heard is the beginning of healing. And I happen to have a group of incredible close friends, but none of them has experienced what I have. So as much as they've been there for me in an incredible way, sitting in a group of women who actually understand firsthand what it means to question, you know, am I not pretty enough? Am I not sweet enough? Maybe if I only just kept the house just a little cleaner, if only I cooked a little better, if only something, then none of this would have happened. And to be able to look around the room and say, wait a minute, 
these women are not only physically beautiful, but on top of that, they are they are sweet, they are precious spirited, they are you know, just not bitter and you know, right. they're such wonderful people and they went through the same thing I did. So I think it's very validating to be heard and to see the group that you're in and to realize it's really you're not the problem. Well, and, you know, that's interesting you say that because what you just brought up is a normal reaction, obviously, a normal reaction to this kind of betrayal. And at the same time, we at APSATS believe and we um, really educate people and partners to know that your husband's sexual addiction had nothing to do with you, that you may have had some marital problems, perhaps, but the marital problems did not contribute to his addiction. His addiction likely started before he even met you and would have gone on whether you had the baby, whether you gained 20 pounds, whether you went to work, whether you got angry once in a while. I mean, there's just no correlation that shows that sex addiction is in any way uh, a contributing contributed by the partner. So I'm glad that you just said that. You're in with a bunch of beautiful, loving, caring, compassionate women, and it reminds you, you know, this is a group of people that this shouldn't have happened to us, but it did. So now I'm going to ask you one more thing because, believe it or not, we have sex addicts who also listen to the show, and part of them being in good recovery is that, they want to understand from their life's perspective what may be going on. And, you know, I don't know about you ladies, but when I want my husband to do something, I may talk to him about it, and he may kind of poo-poo me. And if I get the neighbor to say the same thing, he's on it, you know. Sometimes men need to hear it from a variety of sources. So I want to ask you if you could give our listening audience who are sex addicts, some advice that you think would help them to be better husbands. What would it be? And I'm going to ask Julie, again, Julie, I'm putting you in the hot seat. Um, What what (laughs) advice might you give a a sex addict in good recovery? Oh, I would say um, you're in my prayers and step out of the shame. Step out of the shame, get support, do the 10 tools that you recommend, Carol. I know they're in the back of Healing and Joy. Um, by the way, my husband listens to your show and absolutely adores it. And oh, I think you. that, yeah, one of the gifts that our leader in our group gave me was I came back from an intensive. And she said, tell everyone, you know, how it went. And I hung my head and I said, I don't want to. Because I know there are so many in that group that are still hurting and that, um, you know, my story's not over. We, we're going we're gonna to have things to still do and work on. But I didn't want to present it like there's some main formula or a person that can just fix it all because I just think that can be a more damaging message. And I almost felt like I had a little bit of survivor's guilt. And, you know, she gave me the best gift that I think anyone's ever given me. She said, we want to rejoice with him in his recovery. So please share the story. And I just want people who are struggling to hear that there are many people that will rejoice with you through the process of wrestling 
and figuring out your inner your middle circle behaviors and continuing you know it's it's that proverb of it's not that you fell it's the righteous man falls but he rises again so it's don't give up don't quit um don't stop fighting that battle and um just that we support you in that battle and that we rejoice with those who are in sobriety Uh, I love that. Absolutely. Now, can I ask you, if you're talking to the churches and you're talking to the clergy, what messages would you like them to know about what it's like to be a betrayed partner and how they can help? So um, I'm going to answer the second part of that first. And I'm just going to say that, I believe that the way that we can help is first understanding our identity, Um, knowing your identity, where it is, and being anchored in that, and also understanding that the more shame we bring on someone, the worse it can make the addiction cycle. So um, when we're talking about one another as people of faith, instead of referring to us as, you know, simple sheep or, or, you know, um, I've even heard, you know, stupid sheep. I, I prefer to say, how about we are precious and dearly loved. Um, that in and of itself, healthy self-talk, teaching these things, um, teaching that uh, we, are, we have innate value is so important for the addict, I think. Um, and from the perspective of approaching someone who's going through betrayal trauma, know that you're going to see those symptoms that come up that are associated with PTSD, the sleepless nights, the stomach aches, the irrational um, thinking, the inability to follow conversation, um, the outbursts of emotion. This is what happens with the symptoms of trauma. And you need to take it slow and you need to let that person have a voice. Um, Just them being heard is going to do so much healing for that person. And then reach out and know where the resources are, Um, the APSAT people, the CSATs, the CSASI, people who have been trained to understand both sides and to really know how to help healing. Um, I just said this recently to someone in the area who's going to be supporting the conference, um, Jody Conway, she's amazing. And we were just talking about um, faith and, you know, people that may not have faith and what all that looks like. And I said, when you need a heart surgeon, you go to the best cardiologist you can find. And you, you're not going to always interview them on their beliefs. And I think that we all need to work together as far as Um, knowing where to find the help, knowing where to find the resources and not always getting so caught up in um, whether they have the same faith as you. Yeah, I I think that's wise words and it, it it helps everybody to understand what the needs of a partner is. Um, Is there anything that I have not addressed that you want to share before we end the show? I would love to share something, Carol. This is not my original thought, and I'm sure you've heard this before, but the leader mm-hmm. of the group that uh, that Julie and I were a part of for a long time said, you know, you know a man is willing to work on his marriage when he's broken, open, and willing. 
And I remember when I was raising, I have four boys and one girl. And, when, you know, even when the boys were really young, I t- well, all of my kids, actually, all of them, I talked to them about the fact that there are many qualities, character qualities a person can possess. But I always um, felt that humility was the most important foundational character quality. And I feel like if a man has made some serious mistakes that have really, you know, broken vows or really hurt his wife, the person he's supposed to love more than anyone and protect and cherish, but he's so sincerely sorry and has every intention of doing everything he can to repair that. I just want to say to any man out there that's in that type of mentality that just God bless you. And, you know, there's a chance for you to still repair your marriage and family. I think that's the ultimate gift that you could ever give them. And I think that from what I've experienced personally, so many women are so willing to forgive and to try again, you know, to start over and let that man try again. So I just want to commend the men that are working and for any men out there that might be listening that, that are resistant to that, you know, I think that the prize at the end of life is to be able to say that you humbly, you know, were willing to really take a, a look at yourself in your life and be, be true to the values that are the most precious in this world, faithfulness and loyalty and love, unconditional love, and to really look at your children and look in their little faces and say, it's worth it for me to do the hard work to try to repair what I've done. So. Very, very, very good advice and inspirational and motivational too, both for the addict and also for the partner who may still be reeling from a lot of pain and and wants to believe that, but like a a computer mouse toggles back and forth, you know. So often we work with addicts that they, they wonder if they're really making a difference because their life continues to be so triggered. And this is a process that takes two, three, four, even five years before the brain can heal. So it's nice to hear you say that, to be able to sing their praises, and that's what my book's all about. I, you know, I have to tell you, 85% of all the sex addicts I work with have that openness, brokenness. I've always heard openness, brokenness, and humility are the three characteristics to look for in a good recovering addict. So it's a little bit different mm-hmm. than yours, but same thing, only different. Ladies, mm-hmm. thank you so much um, for contributing to the community, to the world. You've got the greatest speakers. How can people register for this? And I'm assuming you've got people coming all, from all over the world for this, 600 people. Yeah, I can answer that if you want, Judy. Um, so we they can go on to our website and they can register there. It's New England Betrayal Trauma Conference.com and they can register right from that site. Um, we are running a promotion right now. We are we have fifty dollars off for the first fifty who register and we are quickly approaching that number. Um, so if if you are thinking it's something you might be interested in, um, we're encouraging people to register and to book their hotel rooms as soon as possible because October in New England is peak foliage season. And so um, waiting even until three or four months before, it might be too late to get a hotel room. Uh, we have re- reserved a block of 100 rooms 
to hopefully help partners out as far as just getting their space. Um, but if they're able to travel together and plan a road trip for support groups, uh, we'd love mm-hmm. to have you. Um, and we're also on Facebook as well. Excellent. Well, thank you again, ladies. I so appreciate you. And keep me posted on next year's conference. <laughs> thank you so much, well. Just wanted to add in there that we are selling pages for the informational booklet that we're going to be giving women. So if um, you are interested in supporting our cause and adding to that booklet, um, just reach out through our website. Oh, that's a great point. So you're going to be selling pages in your booklet to those sponsoring this event. And so anybody that wants uh, their uh, books, uh, intensive um, treatment centers can contact you directly, right? Yes, yes, that'd be great. Thank you so much, Carol. It was really All a right. pleasure Good getting luck. Thank, Thank you, Thank you. God bless you. God bless you too, ladies. We'll talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Very inspirational, and I think that's going to be a great conference, and um, I'm getting ready to close the show, but before I do, I actually wanted you to hear a commercial that I just made, um, especially for you. So we'll see if this works. Carol Jurgensen Sheets, a.k.a. Carol the Coach, is available to coach you through the trauma that you're experiencing as a result of being a partner of a sex addict. Clinical Partner Specialist trained by APSAP, the Association of Partners of Sexual Addicts Trauma Specialists, to help you navigate through the trauma. APSAP is the only organization designated to help partners and their spouses find safety in an unsafe situation. She will also coach you and your spouse to set up healthy communication, empathy, and boundaries that will create safety and stabilization after discovery. Carol is a certified sexual addiction specialist so she can work with your spouse to create the tools to assist him in finding true recovery. She uses Zoom to provide the necessary consultation to get you through this crisis. To get you through the crisis. But you know what, ladies? That wasn't the commercial. It's this. Hey, listeners. Are you ready for a little healing and restoration after betrayal? Hi, I'm Carol the Coach, and we're living for Tuscany, Italy on July 25th through August 1st, and I would love for you to join us. There is no denying that I want you to find your post-traumatic growth, and one of the ways you can do that is by settling in and experiencing life on a different level. We're going to be staying in a beautiful traditional Italian farmhouse with seven bedrooms located between Florence and Siena. The farmhouse has a pool on a 625-acre winery. The tour is your opportunity to regain your life and treat yourself to adventure, nurturance, and personal growth. And I will be providing morning workshops and a free coaching session just for you. So if you're ready to reclaim your life and live the life you deserve, go to Sex Help with Carol the Coach or Street View Adventure Travel and sign up. There are only eight spots left, so treat yourself to an international experience of connection reflection, laughter, and support with other women. And just know I can't wait to meet you. Can you believe it? I had a travel agent who said, I've got a passion for partners, 
and I'd like to put a, a trip together for partners in Italy and maybe one in Paris the following year. And she said, I, I've seen your book, and I know it's good, and um, so I'd like to host that. So I want you to know, you are invited to come to Italy. Now, it's not free, but go to Sex Help with Carol the Coach and um, take a look at the package. It'll direct you to the travel agency, and I would love to, love to meet you, love to work with you, and I would love to experience a little R&R with you, as well as sightseeing and adventure. Okay, and again, if you want to talk to Julie and Judy about that conference, email them at the Betrayal Trauma Conference at gmail.com, or you can go to the website, New England Betrayal Trauma Conference.com. There's only going to be one of you at all times, so fearlessly have the courage to be yourself. Make it a great week and uh, work towards more post-traumatic growth. That means you have to take care of yourself and do things that actually make you happy. We'll see you next week.